Now, many of you are already a franchisor, so this may be a reflecting look back on how you even came about becoming a franchise and why you did, because there's probably some value in that. But today on FranX, we are diving into why do people even franchise a business and what, what brings them to the starting line. Coming up next. All right, Charles, tee it up. You work with a lot of emerging brands. When they get to the starting line with you, even, even before they become a franchise, what are they talking about? Like, how do they even get to the starting line of becoming a franchise? Yeah, this, this is the favorite. This is my favorite part about what we do. And these are my favorite conversations. The So we'll have conversations with entrepreneurs business owners, their founders, business has been successful and there is an internal struggle, right? They've been successful. They see the success. Sometimes it's legacy issues. Sometimes it's just growth, but just like everyone else, they're looking to transform their lives and they're looking to grow their business. What I find most rewarding though, is as much as growing their business, it's also about transforming the lives of other people, giving people that opportunity, and also growing their network. So the vast majority of people that want to franchise their business, they want, they're, they're coming from a place of doing good, growing their business, and they're not done yet. Their business is successful, but by all accounts, they are not done and they're ready for the next level. Appreciate that framework. Today, we're actually going to add in uh, a guest. I'm going to bring in Steve Beagleman, who is the CEO and founder of SMB Franchise Advisors. Steve, you framed this up too. Like, at what point are you talking to brands about whether franchising makes sense with them? And we'll get into what causes you to say, do not franchise, or what you're looking at from a viability standpoint. But frame it up. Like, when a brand is coming to you to talk about, how do I franchise my business? How do you approach that? Yeah. Hi, Nick. Hi, Charles. Good to be with you guys today. Um, so, you know, we get approached by brands all the time, obviously, to franchise their business. That's a big part of what our company does at SMB Franchise Advisors. Um, but, you know, for us, it's about, as Charles mentioned, you know, it's a founder making sure they have a viable concept. The business is on the growth cycle. It's heading in the right direction positively. Um, they have some systems and some processes put in place. They typically don't have all of them set up, but they have some um, that a franchisee could follow and that we can then kind of take to the next level for them uh, to grow their business and then eventually, you know, franchise it. So, uh, but, you know, as Charles knows, we talk to as many people about that they're not ready to franchise Um as the same as people who are ready to franchise. And a lot of times we'll tell people, these are the things you need to do, um, work on it and give us a call in another six months, a year, two years. And then we could revisit the franchise process then. I mean, we're, we're launching a concept now that we talked to over a year ago and they wanted to go back and, and focus on all the processes and, and systems to get ready to franchise. So 
Uh, franchising is a great growth vehicle, but it's not always the right vehicle at the right time. So people need to have those you know, systems and processes in place and their mindset needs to change a little bit, Nick, um, you know, to really start focusing on franchising because franchising is a different business than running just corporate units that you own. So when if, I, if I'm a brand and I'm out, I'm out there searching the web and obviously I either find, find this or I'm going through a master class where I'm understanding whether I have viability uh, to even become a franchise, like what what question should I be asking myself about my brand currently? And frankly, does it if I'm searching franchise my business, is it because you know my my cousin's brother's friend told me go be a franchisor? Or like what are <laughs> they saying from a story standpoint? Yeah, a lot of times you know uh, people think about franchising when people walk into their business. If it's a retail business, say, is this a franchise? How many locations do you have? Oh my gosh. I'd love to see this in my town. I was visiting a family member and they brought me here and my God, your food is amazing or your concept is great. Uh, so those are some good positive signs to think about franchising. But then you really need to take that, that look at yourself and say, could I be a good franchisor? Do I understand the responsibility that I'll have as a franchisor? I'm going into a whole nother business now and I'm going to have to support franchisees who are going to invest potentially their life savings in my business to open the business in their town. It's a lot of responsibility. You know, even though other people invest their money to open in their town, so that's a great way for somebody to expand their business, you know, you do have a lot of responsibility, right? You know, so you have to start thinking about that and making sure you're going to be okay with that. Again, if you know, if you make the pizza all the time in your pizza restaurant and nobody else can make it because you're the best at it, and, you know, you have to make it on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Nobody else can do it. Well, how are we going to duplicate that with a franchisee, right? So you don't have time to support franchisees or train them, and you're not going to trust them. So franchising isn't the right vehicle for that particular business owner, right? Maybe just owning one pizza shop and doing amazing and doing millions of dollars is, is, is the right strategy for them. So, you know, we really talk to them about where their mindset is. Um, and how the business is, is growing and whether they have P&Ls on their business, you know, what the EBITDA is for the business. Are they profitable? Is a franchisee going to be able to make money in the business, right? Um, and again, we don't know exactly what every franchisee is going to do, but at least we get an idea from the model, whether that's one location, three locations, five, one territory, four territories, five territories for a, you know, a mobile business. So we try and get those those ideas to understand whether it's even franchisable to get started. Let's put this in a capsule here, right? Um, you mentioned a word, Steve, about responsibility. It's a big responsibility. Nick asked the question of like, when and why should I be considering it? What prompts it? For anyone watching this video, whether it's today or sometime in the future, just be aware. The, the, in the industry, and SMB is one of the few the companies that I'm not speaking about, there's a ton of BS going on. I get calls all the time, um, and actually a, a mutual client with you, Steve, and so someone who's grateful. Charles, I received a call. I came back from vacation. I received, you know, these, this group said, my business would be great for franchising. I should franchise my business. And then they're out there selling on the concept of franchising. So 
one of the first things I think if I'm going to put this all together is one, just realize there's vendors out there selling you on a widget of franchising your business. They don't care about you. They just want to sell that widget. They don't care about your success 12 months from now. So number one, do not franchise your business because someone emailed you or said, hey, you should franchise your business and we could help you do it. And if that's your reason for doing it, don't ever do it. Next, getting to Steve's points, which I, I think are, you need the metrics, right? So you need the ability. Do your current operations have the financial performance, right? Yeah. Like Steve mentioned, what's your cash flow like? What's your EBITDA look like? Is it performing well? Do you have systems in place? Steve's point, you're responsible. So franchisee opens up, can they scale? Can you help them grow? Can they replicate the business model? Sounds redundant, but it's important. So don't just think because you have this special pizza at your special location that someone else opening up, you know, 10 miles away is going to do well. That's a big assumption to make. Then also you need to consider industry scalability. You can have the best business in the world and you could be making $50 million a year. But if it turns out that there's 15 competitors in the franchise industry, you may just want to keep making 50 million a year and not franchise. So I, I think it ultimately comes down to um, your internal goal, right? If you don't have that passion to say, you need to wake up and say, look, I'm doing well, whether it's for my legacy, whether it's for my life, I know we could grow our brand. I know our unit level economics are amazing. I know I could start off with the right strategy, scale up slowly. I know I could teach others how to succeed and I'm willing, here's the big part that again, many people are never going to tell you and we're going to get to eventually is I'm willing to invest the capital, yeah. not only for franchising or preparing my FDD, but to growing it and not only focusing on it in year one, but a one to five year vision on how you're going to get from where you are today to five years. And I get a little animated because there's so many people that should franchise, but they took the wrong path initially and they get frustrated. They get franchise fatigue. They think franchising doesn't work. They didn't work with a reputable team. And then there's others that I've had calls where um, they probably should have never franchised, that their unit level economics are barely good enough for them. Um, so I kind of throw that all out there for anyone who's going to be watching this as they're thinking about franchising their business, please hear, you know, if it's possible, I don't know if this is an accurate statement, not only what I'm saying, but what I'm not saying and, and what happens in between, because you really need to be focused on long-term scalability, long-term growth. And it, it has to be organic and you need that five-year focus. Yeah. I talk a lot about, you know, franchising being a marathon, not a sprint with all of our clients. And you have to look at it from a long-term perspective. Um, it takes time to franchise. You want to do it right. And you want to bring on the right franchisees at the right time. I mean, we have brands that, you know, start in New Jersey. And we tell them, you can't go anywhere outside of New Jersey to get started with your first few franchisees to make sure you support them, to make sure they grow, to make sure they're successful and making money before you start growing outside the area. And that's not for every brand, but a lot of brands. So, you know, for us, you're, you're absolutely right, Charles. You know, you need the right systems. You need the right processes. You need to, you know, look at it from a long term. I attended a franchise convention for one of our brands last night, 
and yesterday. We had 75 franchisees there um, across the country from all over the United States. And the growth of the system has been incredible. They were opening units at, you know, five, ten thousand dollars a month in the first month three years ago. Now they're opening units at fifty and sixty thousand dollars a month in the first month because they put better systems and better processes and better marketing in place now. And that's what you have responsibility of as a franchisor to work on those things. And it's a totally different business than the business you were in before, whether again it was making pizzas or you know fixing equipment or going in and you know doing maid cleaning. It is a different business now. Now you're in the franchising business. And if you're not prepared to do that, you shouldn't franchise your business, no matter what anybody says. Okay, let's let's dive into things as a as a, a business, non-franchise, that they have to think through. Um, step one is, and Charles, I want to go to you on this. Uh, legally, can I sell a franchise without going through the process of using an attorney or using a consultant? Can I sell it? Can I license it? Can I? Do I have to go down the route of of involving someone? Can I do it on my own? Well, I, I mean, let, let's start with basics, right? You you need to comply with the law, federal law, state law. So you need a franchise disclosure document. Can you prepare your own? You absolutely 100% can prepare your own. You could do it without a lawyer. You could do it without a franchise consultant. Would I recommend that? Absolutely not. Um, the same reason why I know I could build a house. I just would not want to live in that house, right? If I built it. So the answer is, is that you need to work with a team. You need a legal team. You need a franchise development team. And, you know, not too many people will say this to you up front. You also need a franchise sales marketing PR team, right? Um, why do you need all this? Because you're entering a space. You need to be competitively positioned. You really do need to focus on best practices and how you're going to scale and grow. Again, I'll go to the example. There's a whole universe of people, and on the other end of it is SMB, and I say our team, but there's a whole universe of people that generate a living by selling people the widget of franchising your business. They then end up at the end of the process getting an FDD, and they call themselves a franchisor. And whether that process was expensive or inexpensive, it doesn't move the needle at all, and in fact, you're just wasting time. Right, it's the intangible of what's going to happen. It's how you set up your franchise system, legally, franchise development perspective, how you're marketing it, the mindset you have when you approach it, and then ultimately those connections, that networking in the pathway. So we have so many clients enter the franchise world four years earlier, a very slow trajectory, all intentional, all strategically planned out, right? Um, and then saying the first four years, they only sell 10 franchises. But in year five, they sell 60. So at the end of five years, they're at 65. Sounds like they were slow growth, but if you look at from a five-year time horizon, they're a growing company. Everyone else is focused on the one to two year. They will struggle to get two or four, or God forbid they get 10. Those 10 will not be happy. They don't validate. Franchise system fails. 
So what looks like the winner after year one with 10 franchises doesn't even exist in year five. And what I would say, what comes into play when you're quote unquote franchising your business is not what's going to happen the, the, the next three months, but the blueprint over what's going to happen over the next one, two, three, five years, legal franchise development, marketing franchise sales strategy. So the answer is you need to put those all in place up front. You also need to understand what's involved and what your budget is. Because if you, you're not in franchising for the long run, if you're not focused on the five-year plan, you lose. If you're focused on the five-year plan and you have the right team to guide and set the infrastructure, I'll tell you the biggest factor in winning is just going to be your commitment. If you stay committed, you're going to win. Um, and that's the difference between those elite brands that grow throughout the country and the many other brands that never gain traction. All right. Thanks, Charles. You just made uh, everybody that, that listened to that answer question how much this is going to cost. So, Steve, that sounds expensive. What does it cost to franchise a business? Yeah. You know, Charles talked about it a little bit earlier. You know, initially to get your FDD complete, your franchise disclosure document, to work with a franchise consulting team like ours, to do some, you know, uh, opening balance sheets with the accountants. Uh, to get your trademark, things of that nature. It's around $100,000 your first 12 months, but that's just your first 12 months. And I think that's what Charles was alluding to before, right? And, you know, have we had clients that that said that's all they have and they're going to go slow growth the first couple of years and then reinvest the dollars from franchise fees and royalties right back in? Absolutely. We have had some brands that have been tremendously successful doing it that way. But then there are other brands that say, Hey, listen, I have another hundred, another 200, another $300,000 that I'm going to invest, you know, for, for growing my brand. I'm going to bring on what's called an FSO, a franchise sales organization to sell my franchises. I'm going to bring on a marketing agency and PR firm like, you know, like yours, Nick, um, and, and really, you know, get this name out there. And I want to grow much faster. You know, Charles mentioned 60, 70 units in, in five years, which is a good growth plan, right? But, you know, we've, we have brands that now have hundreds of locations. And then we have brands, as Charles mentioned, that have 12. So, you know, where are you going to be as a franchisor? I don't know. And it's partly up to you, right? I mean, franchising is hard work. It is not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. And, and Charles did mention that there are a lot of companies out there that will say, oh, we'll franchise your business and we'll do all your franchise sales and we'll do everything for you and we'll do your operations and Next thing you know, you have an FDD and that's about it. You don't really sell any franchises and you don't go anywhere. Um, for us, you know, our, our, it's all about the relationship for us with our clients. Once you're a client of SMB, you're always a client of SMB um, and you're part of our family for, you know, three years, five years, 10 years, as long as you're in franchising, you're invited to our events and, and our, you know, webinars and everything that we do. Uh, we're believers in that. Um, and, you know, for us, you know, we've helped over 300 brands franchise their business. Um, and, you know, but you got to look at it from the long term. You know, we want our clients to be in this for the long term. If they want to be in it for a short term and get out in a year, we tell them it's not even worth franchising. Right. It's just not because um, it's a lot of hard work. So, Steve, I mean, one thing that you just said um, is, you know, there, there's these companies that that exist that prey on businesses that want to become a franchise that say we're going to sell your franchise. And, and Charles, I think you're, you're good at answering this. Um, 
there's a difference between doing handling sales and developing a business. Like the reality is those are two different things. So an all encompassing supplier to help you franchise your business. Sure. And to do your sales. Sure. But most majority of those brands probably end up at the 10 unit mark at most developing the business requires another level of cash and another level of commitment and another type of outsource resource. So what's the difference between selling a franchise and developing a franchise brand? Well, I, again, the typical route, the, the one that would be problematic is, is everyone feels happy. Hey, I have my FDD. I'm now a franchisor. I'm going to join some broker networks and, Maybe, you know, Nick, we've talked about that magical uh, bar where franchisors meet brokers and magically franchise sales happen, but but that doesn't exist, right? So so they don't gain traction. And, and, and the biggest problem that startup franchisors have is they don't have the right mindset or information on building a franchise strategy. So what happens is they launch... They work with one company that's going to charge them just enough, give them the pricing they want to hear, but not move the needle. They're going to join broker organizations, right? But they're not going to get those deals closed. They're going to go to other uh, events, but not really gain traction. And why? It's because they haven't built the foundational steps, their franchise brand story, um, their franchise plan. How many startup franchisors don't even have a budget and plan for the first five years? So, so those brands don't do well. Um, what I could say to anyone, when they watch this and you're considering franchising, the one thing I, I say all the time is that when a franchisor does well, everyone takes credit. Lawyers, consultants, everyone. When a franchisor does not succeed, everyone blames the founder. Right. And so here's the reality. It's on the founder and the leadership team. So now the question is budgets, right? Sure. Um, Nick and I talk about this all the time, right? Steve mentioned it's about a hundred thousand dollar budget to franchise your business. And that includes franchise development teams, legal teams, operations, manuals, all of that. The big secret there, or what, what you need to be aware of is you also need that marketing budget. Now, I know if Nick would, and we have had many good videos where um, Nick can very precisely tell you if you want X number of deals, this is the type of budget and here's going to be our strategy. But what, I'll, what I would say to the startup franchisors or someone considering it is you need to learn franchising at a certain point. And this may sound self-serving, it's, but it's the reason why we created FranX. It's the reason why we created the FranX community. It's the reason why we do these live streams, which is get to understand the blueprint for success so you could start evaluating where to spend your money, where to deploy your capital, and how to go about it. The other thing I would say is, um, as a founder and leadership team members, your first year of franchising should all about should be about discovering your franchise, seasoning your franchise brand, right? Which means developing your franchise brand story, developing your franchise sales website, understanding media, having conversations with someone like Nick, understanding his vision, 
and where he thinks the budgeting is. And even if that doesn't make sense to you or is out of your budget, at least you have a template in your mind as to what a roadmap for success looks like. And then over the next six months, you're going to fill in the gaps. You're going to participate in communities like this one. And then you could start putting together a good plan. So I think budgeting is important. But I also do believe, and we've all seen brands that have scaled into franchising slowly with the right expectations um, and have had very good controlled budgets. And then once they have everything lined up, they're ready to start spending more capital, or I should say deploying more capital for growing their system. So, you know, I guess my message is it's scalable. There's scalability here, but your scalability cannot be shortcuts. It cannot be um, this vendor told me it's X dollars a month and that's exactly the number I'm looking for. So it's going to work because that vendor is just selling you at probably an eight month relationship until you realize it didn't work and you're going to something else. Save that capital, build the renewable assets. Why you, why now? And then when you're ready, start scaling and deploying more capital. So you don't need the millions of dollars up front. You don't need, but you need the right expectation. You're not going to sell X number of units. So if in year one, your strategy is focus on your organic network and our clients, and this is what I love the most. I mean, I had a check-in call with a client two days ago. I said, Hey, how's everything going? Um, if you'd like, we could set up a, a call just to discuss what your processes look like. She franchised two months ago, and this is not common, but she sold two franchises and it's sold through her organic network. Right. So if in year one, your strategy is organic growth, and it may mean just two franchises that if you sell two in 12 months, it's the biggest success ever. Well, that's a really good strategy. And that could be a really good budget. And I'm going to tell you where your next part of your budget is making sure those two franchisees are super successful and validate and that their numbers are good. So when they work with a PR team and a media team, they can start telling the story of those franchisees. They can start talking about those numbers. I could include um, those numbers in their item 19, right? There's conversations that Steve and his team can facilitate at conferences and other events. That's a winning strategy too. Lower budget, different expectations. All right. So we're, we're down to less than four minutes. But, I mean, you just gave so much to unpack there. So that means we're going to keep unpacking as videos continue. But... Few few quick comments. One, I think Charles, the story of the two units sold through organic, what is what is beautiful about that? That means there's a viable business there that is franchisable because there was a built-in audience ready to go. Two, uh, when I started my company, non-franchise, I paid myself forty-two thousand dollars a year for the first three years. I took the rest of the money, I either invested it back into my business, into my team, or into a reserve. If you don't have the mentality that you're not going to make much money, that you're going to have to get back to the level of just paying your bills and you can't have that mindset, you're probably not going to succeed as a franchisor because it is going to have to have a mindset of changing your lifestyle. And I've seen it. I've seen franchisors start off, not want to reinvest, go buy nicer cars or nicer homes because they're like, whatever money's kicking out of that corporate bank account is what I'm going to spend. That's probably not sustainable unless you change your mindset. Three, um, from investment standpoint, on a very simplistic standpoint, I think a lot of brands come to the table and say, do I open up another corporate unit 
or do I take that money and do I take a risk and invest it into franchising? From a budget standpoint, you got a $250,000 build out, spend $100,000 to franchise it. You have 150 left. Maybe you hire one more staff person at 75, which gives you $75,000 to try to invest, build a website, do a little bit of digital. Like that's a that's an okay mindset. And then there's the franchisors that are totally driven on the bigger picture, which the bigger picture is, and people argue me until they're blue in the face on this, but they look at the deal value. What is the value of a deal? And they understand that three years or five years from now, I'm exiting my business at a multiple that is much, much, much greater than a $30,000 franchise fee that I'm going to get. Therefore, every penny goes back into the business. Every penny goes back into building infrastructure and support for the franchisees so that they make more money because the exit is going to be super attractive. And then they go on to their next brand and do it again, or they, or they go and retire on a beach. Like there is pathways here, but it's all, it's all the mindset. And the reality is like, there is a silver bullet in franchising and it, it's capital, uh, capital for support, capital to get your business up and running capital to support your franchisees. Like capital is what it is. And so if you're, if you're walking into this, just set your expectations, right? Know that it's not going to be uh, great growth. So we have with the minute left, Steve, should I franchise my business? Just wrap it up for us. What, what do I need? What is those final questions? If I'm going to decide whether I need to take this path, what are they? Yeah. I mean, just reiterating Nick, what we've talked about, you know, you got to be passionate about it. You got to be all in, in franchising. You don't want to just say, Oh, I'm going to franchise my business, but now I'm going to focus only on my corporate units. And when franchisees call me, I don't have the time to talk to them because I'm still focused on my business, you got to be all in to franchise. Um, you you got to understand that franchising is a marathon, not a sprint. Charles said it. I said it. You've said it. You know, and, and it's okay to award two franchises. And that story that Charles said about the organic franchisor awarding their first two franchises to organic leads, that's the best situation. There's no doubt about it. People are brand ambassadors. They're passionate about the product already or the service. That's great. Um, and that's ideal. And we encourage our franchisors to do that organically if they can. Um, but have that mindset that it's going to be a long term, that you're going to have to reinvest the money, that you're not going to be every franchise fee that's going into your pocket right away. And you're going to start making $30,000 franchise fees and you're going to sell 10. So you're going to have 300000 to put in your pocket the first year. That's not going to happen. So you're absolutely right. You got to reinvest. The royalties is where franchisors make money. And in the long term, it's the private equity exit that we've been, had so many of our brands been successful in doing. Um, and we're so excited to talk about for our clients. So that's really where the end game is for most of our franchisor clients. Um, and, you know, whether it's, you know, traditional private equity, whether it's being sucked up by another franchisor that owns seven, eight other franchise brands and similar home service brands or, or food concepts or whatever it may be. But that's really the end game for a lot of our clients. Um, so you have to have that mindset. If you have it long term, five, 10 years, build a real franchise brand, build a brand, you know, regionally or nationally. That's the kind of people that we want to talk to about, you know, franchising their business. So in closing, I'm just going to say this statement. If you've made it this far into the video, here's here's the secret. This video is not just for emerging franchisors. This is for every type of franchise brand that exists. You change your mindset today. You write out what the end goal is. And you can go back to the mentality of what it takes to become a franchise to cross-apply that to you at one unit, a thousand units. It doesn't matter. 
the mindset up here will change your game for whatever year you're budgeting for. So this video, even though it's designed for should I franchise my business, the reality is it's much larger than that. Charles, Steve, thanks for the time today. We appreciate the conversation.